Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. Welcome to the Week in Review for Friday, April 15, 2011. This is the news that you should be paying attention to this week. Up first, convicted Heartland Payment Systems hacker Albert Gonzalez says the government made him do it. Specifically, he's saying that his government handlers were privy to his stealing 130 million credit and debit card numbers from companies such as Heartland, as well as retailers TJX and OfficeMax, and restaurant chain Dave and Buster's. In a habeas corpus petition filed in March in federal district court, Gonzalez seeks to overturn his conviction in 20 years sentence, maintaining he committed his crimes with the knowledge of his Secret Service handlers. In the petition, first reported by Wired, Gonzalez contends that as a government informer, he was made to feel as if he were part of the Secret Service team. They treated me like one of their own, and I began to feel like part of the Secret Service agency, he wrote in the petition. He contends that when he pointed out that something he was asked to do was illegal, his handlers told him, don't worry, we got your back. He said he would do anything they asked. I was overwhelmed and felt I could do no wrong, he wrote. In other news this week, we have a guest blog from Julie McNelly of ITA Group. In it, she writes, Financial service organizations have to varying degrees experimented with integrating their fraud prevention and anti-money laundering functions into cohesive financial crimes units. On the surface, she writes, this concept makes a lot of sense. There's an increasing amount of overlap between the criminal elements, overlap that fraud and AML groups are trying to catch. Many technology solutions introduced into the market in the last decade are positioning themselves as solutions for both AML and fraud prevention needs. Logical solutions and realistic solutions do not always go hand in hand, however, particularly in the complex world of financial services. Read more of Julie's blog to get more insight on AML and fraud prevention. In our featured podcast interview this week, ID security expert Tim Rohrbach talks about phishing trends in light of the Epsilon breach. Organizations have been vigilant to notify their customers about the incident, the Epsilon breach, telling consumers that their email addresses have been exposed and linked to information that could subject them to phishing attacks. But Epsilon aside, Rohrbach says that phishing attacks are increasing and they provide the best means for fraudsters to get their hands on consumer identities, which inevitably leads to fraud. Here's an excerpt of Tracy Kitten's discussion with Tim Rohrbach. Well, it's like this. I mean, again, it's a it's a technique for stealing information. So they're going to do whatever is most successful, and they vary it based on the information that they have. So does the percentage breakdown of, um, of trying to get information out of an individual in the mail response versus trying to get them to click a link and maybe do a um, malicious code install. Um, do those percentages or those attacks vary? It does, but it actually varies based on who they're going after, what the population is, um, how much information they have about the individual or the company that they're going after. And that's it for this week's Week in Review. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.